Rich people don't work for money, and rich people own assets. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to Wholesaling Inc. Podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors. We know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. And let's face it, we all want financial freedom and security, but so few of us have actually been taught how to build long-term wealth while still earning an income. The truth is owning rental property is the best, most effective way to increase your income and build legacy wealth fast. I'm David Dodge, and on this show, you'll discover how to take control of your finances and make your money start working for you. I am here to show you how to build that long-term wealth and cash flow while paying less in taxes through owning rental properties. Stop trading your time for money and get off of the transaction treadmill. Let's get started, guys. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about how rich people own assets and how rich people do not work for money. These are two principles that any rich person, any wealthy person that I personally know, they don't typically work for money, even though they may work, and they typically own assets. So let's break this down and let's dive into this. First and foremost, if you are unaware of what an asset is, an asset is something that puts money in your pocket every single week, month, or quarter. I guess in theory, annually as well. If owning it at the end of the year makes you money and puts money in your pocket and it nets positive, that's an asset. Ideally, it's gonna put money in your pocket weekly, monthly, or Liability, on the other hand, is the opposite of an asset. And a liability is what's gonna take money out of your pocket. Could be daily, could be weekly, could be monthly, could be quarterly, or even at the end of the year. So let's talk about some examples of liabilities and some examples of assets. So most people think that the things that they own are assets, but in fact, they are liabilities. That car that you own costs you money to own it. That boat, that trailer, that RV, maybe you can afford an airplane, all liabilities. In fact, the home that you live in isn't an asset per se due to the definition. It is a liability unless you rent that property out, rent out the additional units if it's a multifamily and or the additional bedrooms. And this is referred to as house hacking. And if you do that and you do that properly and you bring in more money than you spend and at the end of every month you get paid to own it, then it is in fact an asset. But for most people, they do not rent out the additional bedrooms or units in their house. Most people live in single-family homes. And that primary residence is a liability. It costs you to live there. You get a mortgage payment. 
That may consist of principal. That may consist of interest. You may have taxes and insurance as well. Could be escrowed, could be paid out of pocket. But long story short, these things that most people think are assets are in fact liabilities. They are not assets put money into your pocket. Again, either daily, weekly, monthly, or quarterly. But basically at the end of the year, more money came in than went out. And that's what an asset is. So rich people, they typically own assets. So this goes in with the other point that I wanted to make. Rich people don't work for money. How they earn typically their money is from the assets that they own. So here is the big difference between the way that the rich think and the way that the poor think, okay? Rich people know that taxes are inevitable and that you are going to have to pay taxes. They also know that if you earn money by trading time for it, aka a job, a W-2, you have a boss and you go report to your desk or your job and you make an hourly wage or maybe even a salary, but it's W-2. That means you're trading your time for money. That also means, and rich people know this, that you, those people are going to pay the most amount in taxes on their income in terms of percentages. They're going to pay quite a hefty amount and there's no way to avoid it. You get paid a thousand bucks, you're going to have to probably pay 350 to the government, give or take weekly, right? So if you earn your money from the assets that you own, like stocks and bonds and maybe some crypto, my personal favorite, rental properties, those can be assets too. The amount of taxes that you pay on that income, because it wasn't time that was traded for it, but it was actually things that you own, assets that are paying you, the amount of taxes that you pay on those items is much less. In some cases, it's half as much or half as half half of the of the savings half the taxes that you would essentially have to pay you could save so instead of spending let's say 35% you might be able to reduce your taxes down to let's say 15 or even 20% which is a big difference between that 35% and again these are general numbers this is rule of thumb Everybody's going to have a little bit different scenario depending on their income and their expenses and where they are achieving that income from. Is it from time trading, having a boss, a W-2, or is it from owning assets? So when you own assets like rental property, the income is considered to be passive income. It's not considered to be earned income. And the way in which these incomes are taxed, it matters and it varies from different types. So one thing I can tell you is the richest people I know, they typically earn the majority of their income passively through real estate or businesses or other types of investments and other types of assets because it allows them to pay less in taxes. All right. And the rich, they don't typically work for money. And really what I mean by that is, is yeah, they work and yeah, they want to make money, but they're not trading their time for hourly wages or salaries. Instead, 
They're doing like I do. And I actually am taking after these people. These rich individuals in my life and in my groups and my masterminds, my mentors, all these individuals, they trade their time to acquire assets or to build businesses. They don't trade their time for an hourly wage or a salary that's paid annually or or whatever it may be because they know that when they trade time for money, it's taxed very high. In some cases, it could be taxed as high as 40 or even 50%. But when you own assets, that money is considered to be passive income and it's taxed way less. So don't trade your time for money. Stop doing that right away. Instead, figure out how you can trade your time to build a business or to acquire assets because it's ultimately going to allow you to pay less in taxes, a substantial amount less in taxes, which is going to allow you to have more money to build and you're going to be able to snowball and grow your wealth, grow your business, grow your cash flow, grow your income. All of these things much, much faster than if you are getting taxed at a higher rate. So let's jump in and let's break down why you want to operate as a business instead of as an employee. And by owning assets like rental properties, each rental property is in fact its own business. You can have multiple rental properties in one business or in one LLC or one entity, but you can also have them in individual LLCs and and businesses if you want. So there's lots of ways to do this. But if you are a business owner, here is typically how this breaks down. And guys, if you haven't already read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, basically I'm explaining a lot of the principles that he covers in that book right now. So listen up. The way a business operates and the way the corporate structure works is like this. A business earns money and then it spends money. And then what's left over is what the taxes are paid on. So let's just do a quick example. If a business earns $100,000 this month and it spends, let's say, $30,000 this month, then there's $70,000 left over. And the business is going to pay taxes on that $70,000. Now, the way that an employee, somebody that trades time for money, is going to be taxed, somebody that is a W-2 and has to report to their job or their desk, and their taxes come out of their paycheck every week or every other week when they get paid, their structure looks like this. They earn, then they pay tax. And then they get to spend what's left. So in my previous example, the way a business operates, let's say they earn 100000 and they spend 30000 on expenses. And that's this, these are inflated numbers, of course, but you get the point. But they have $70,000 left. And, they get, and they're going to now pay taxes on this 70000 that's left. So they're going to actually get to offset their income with the expenses and go from a gross number to a net number And they're going to pay taxes on that net number. That's a huge advantage because all of those expenses along the way are essentially going to be deductions or tax write-offs, bringing the total amount of income that you make and earn down, reducing your taxes. And if those assets or those taxes, those proceeds 
That income was from real estate and it was earned passively, the taxes are even lower. Now, an individual, a W-2 employee, they're going to earn. So let's assume, same scenario, let's assume we have a really high earner here because I want to keep the numbers the same. But let's say somebody earns hundred grand a month from their W-2 job. That's going to be pretty rare unless you're a CEO, but you get the point here. So they're going to earn hundred grand. Well, they're going to have to then pay taxes on that 100000 and then they're going to spend what's left. So let's just assume that the taxes on that 100000 were forty, and now they have $60,000 left to spend. You see the difference whenever you are a business, the difference is, and you operate under an LLC or a business or you have assets and each of these is in their own entity or in multiple entities, it doesn't necessarily matter. But when you operate as a business and you are not trading time for money, you get to reduce all of those expenses before you pay taxes. If you don't, you earn, you pay tax, now you get to keep what's left. So none of what's left that gets spent is tax deductions or tax write-offs. So whenever you are an employee, not only do you get taxed at the highest rate that you can get taxed at, but you also don't get to deduct any expenses. You have to pay those out of pocket with pre I'm sorry, with post-tax dollars. But when you are a business entity or a business owner, and most wealthy people that own assets operate those assets through a business. So any expenses on these assets come off the top. And you're not paying taxes on a gross number like you would as an employee. You're now paying taxes on a net number. So any expense that you may have. So with rental properties, you may have a mortgage payment, which covers your principal and interest. You may have taxes. You may have insurance. You may have property management. You may have maintenance. You may have capital expenditures. You may have other expenses, but all of those other expenses, all of these expenses, you get to take off and offset the income. And then the difference of the gross number and the net number, all the income minus all the expenses is going to give you your net number. And hopefully that net number is a positive number, but it's going to be a whole lot smaller. And that's the number you're going to pay your taxes on. This is such an amazing philosophy. Rich people don't work for money. And rich people own assets, meaning that they make the majority of their income from the things that they own, the businesses or the real estate. So if you want to be rich, start thinking like a rich person. Start thinking like a wealthy person. Stop trading your time for money. And in exchange, start thinking about how you can use your time to build a business or acquire assets. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be able to stop working. And I'm not telling you to go quit your job. These are two things that I don't want people to get confused on. I am not telling you to quit your job. I'm going to say it again. And I am not telling you to stop work, but start thinking and focusing your time, your energy, your efforts onto building a business and or acquiring assets. I love to acquire assets Rental properties are my favorite assets to own. 
Of course, I have a little stock, a little bond, a little crypto. I own some marketing businesses and I own some different real estate businesses. But my favorite thing to do is to own rental properties and I own them in a business so I can deduct my expenses. And the income comes from the business. It comes from the assets in it, the rent, which is bad. Not only do I get to pay taxes on a net number instead of a gross number, but the amount of tax that I'm obligated under the federal tax law, as well as my local state law, is less because it is passive income coming through these assets versus earned income being traded for my time. So you got to keep these principles in mind. So to recap, business owners, they earn, they spend, then they pay taxes on what's left. So that's a net number. Income minus expenses equals your net number. Employees, they don't get that option. They don't get the option to earn and then spend and then pay taxes. Those taxes are taken from them before they even see their money. So they earn and then they pay taxes and then they get to spend what's left over. So my advice would be to get away from that W-2 as soon as you can. I'm not telling you to quit today because you need to replace that income with other passive income before you can do. But focus your time, your energy, your efforts on building yourself a business, on owning assets within that business. Wholesaling is a great place to start, folks. I love it. I love it. Wholesaling is one of my favorite things to do. But I'm going to say it. I know a lot of you guys aren't going to like it, but I'm going to say it. Wholesaling isn't investing. There it is. I said it. Wholesaling is marketing and it's doing quick flips. And when you do a wholesale deal, you're earning income because you're trading time for it. You're not acquiring any asset in the process. Now, if you do this through your business, yes, you will get to offset your income with your expenses. There is an advantage, but I'm going to say it again. Wholesaling isn't investing. It's marketing. So if you want to be rich or even better wealthy, you need to learn how to invest into assets, into rental properties that you can hold long-term and rent out. So not only do these assets pay you, that's what makes them an asset, and it's and that when we refer to that income as our cash flow, not only will these assets pay you with this cash flow every single month, but they will allow you to reduce your taxes because that is coming in through passive income versus earned income. And then here's an additional piece of awesomeness. When you own a rental property and it is rented out, you can depreciate that property on your taxes over 27 to roughly 35 years, depending on the class of property. So if you don't know what that means, I get it. That may be complicated, but let me give you a simple explanation. Depreciating your property basically means that you get a phantom expense on your taxes. So let's just throw out a number that everyone can wrap their head around. Let's just assume that you own a $100,000 property and the value of that property, you know, is a hundred thousand, but the land underneath of it is worth 10. 
You can't depreciate the land, only the building. So that leaves you with $90,000 worth of fixtures to that property. If we were to divide that by 27 and a half years, which a single family property can be depreciated over 27 and a half years, that basically means that there's $3,272. Let's just round it down, make it simple. $3,200 that I get to add to my expense column at the end of the year per property. That is essentially a phantom expense. It's an expense that I get to deduct from the income. Income minus expenses are going to give you your profits or your net number. But by having this phantom expense, I'm essentially getting to reduce my income without actually spending that $3,200. So not only are you owning assets when you buy rental properties, you get cash flow because they are assets when they are rented. That asset income, that cash flow is taxed less. You get to offset your income with your expenses and the government gives you an additional expense called depreciation to offset that income even more. It's very simple. So the ability to offset that income with depreciation, collect income in terms of cash flow on your rental properties is what makes these assets, the taxes are less And you get to also write off other business expenses like marketing and overhead. And let's say you have an office. You get to write off all of these things if you operate through a business. And that is how rich people, especially wealthy people, that's how they operate. They own nothing. They control everything through businesses. And they operate through businesses so they can offset their income with expenses and they can do, and all this is done legally, by the way, and their businesses are in the business of, of acquiring assets, right? So you could have a business that may not be a real estate investor, but that business owner may have another business that buys rental properties or real estate. So it doesn't matter if this is your full-time gig or if you are passively investing in real estate, rich people, they own assets and they don't trade their time for money. Guys, if you want to book a free strategy call with my friends over at Easier Accounting, they can help you with your entity creation and setup and how to structure it the perfect way. So you can take advantage of these expenses offsetting your income. You can take advantage of operating the same way that rich and wealthy people operate. And if you are looking to buy rental properties and own assets, you are going to want to have your ducks in a row. You are going to want to have your entities structured and set up the right way. And you are also going to want to stay on top of your income and your expenses and make sure that you're calculating these properly. You want to make sure that when it comes time for tax taxes at the end of the year, that you are depreciating these properties properly and that you are paying the right amount of tax if they do fall into a passive income bucket versus an earned income. What I am telling you is setting this up in the beginning is very important as well as managing Not only the structure, the entity, 
but also the way in which it's managed is very important. So my friends over at Easier Accounting are here to help. They help me create entities and restructure entities all the time. They help me with my bookkeeping and they even help me with my tax filing at the end of the year. And they can help you too. So guys, they're offering a free strategy call. All you got to do is head on over to easieraccounting.com forward slash wholesaling Inc. And that is a free webpage that they have built just for you to get a free strategy session call to help you set up an entity, create an operating agreement, get an EIN number, help set up your bank accounts, help structuring the way in which you are offsetting your income and making sure that you are filing your taxes properly and taking advantage of all of these things that rich and wealthy people are taking advantage of. So again, head on over to easieraccounting.com forward slash wholesaling Inc. And right there on that page, you can book yourself a free strategy call and get in the game. Start doing and start acting like rich people. If you want to be rich, you got to take advantage of these tax laws, reduce and mitigate the amount of taxes that you're paying and make sure that when it comes time to file those taxes that you are saving every penny because let me tell you, if you are paying it all the way to Uncle Sam, it's going to be very hard to build your business. It's really going to be very hard to snowball your portfolio of rentals. You want to make sure you're doing it right. So guys, one more time, head on over to easieraccounting.com forward slash wholesaling Inc. Book yourself a free strategy call and get this set up the right way. Do it right from the beginning. You won't regret it. I promise you. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If you are interested in creating wealth through rental properties, using the Burr method and achieving financial freedom in your life, Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash rentals. Check out what the program is all about and schedule a call with my team. On the call, we'll discuss your real estate investing goals and how Burr Method Mastery can help you get there. I would love to help you get started on your way to generating passive income and creating legacy wealth with rentals. Every single one of you is capable of success and more importantly, you are worthy of it. Thanks for listening. Signing out. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.